Welcome to The Network, our attempt at creating a modern podcast version of the Negro Motorist Green Book. If you don't know anything about the Green Book, I invite you to Google it. With each interview, we are building a network of talented professionals that you can reach out and touch. Every episode is an invaluable resource for black people living in and traveling through America. Subscribe to The Network. You may need it. this bonus episode of the network, we have a common sense conversation surrounding COVID-19. I recently had the opportunity to speak with a couple of gentlemen who work in the healthcare profession and have perspectives on what we can do as a community to keep ourselves, our families, and our friends safe. Listen, the coronavirus is likely here to stay, but there are things we can do to help mitigate and help control the community spread. So let's get into it. Here's our common sense conversation about COVID-19. Thank y'all for tuning in tonight. This is the network with Michael Prejean. Tonight I have a couple of healthcare professionals with us, brother Charles Jackson and brother Roderick Love. Brothers, if you introduce yourselves, we'll start with brother Jackson and then you, brother Love. My name is Chuck Jackson. I'm a registered nurse, uh, 28 years of service in nursing. Uh, Primarily a critical care nurse, but been working in the uh, area of endoscopy uh, for the past 10 years. Now, for people who don't know what that is, can you just, in layman terms, tell us exactly what that is? All right, so the, the critical care aspect of it is uh, worked ICU, uh, medical intensive care unit, uh, coronary care unit, uh, surgical intensive care unit, uh, and currently, as I said, endoscopy. Uh, it's a study of the GI where we, 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 we go in and we take a look either from the upper or from the lower, i.e. esophageal gastrointestinal or upper GI scope or colonoscopy or lower scope. Okay, thank you, thank you. Mm -hmm. uh, my name is Roderick Love. I'm an uh, obstetrician gynecologist, but uh, I actually am a maternal fetal medicine specialist. Um, Still practicing, uh, well, I've been practicing. I got out of medical school in 92 um, in the uh, practice in Virginia, and I deal with high-risk pregnancies, um, which runs the gamut of chronic illnesses, abnormal fetuses, genetic disorders, so on and so forth. Okay. Thank you, brother. So we know it is July. Today is July 27, 2020 the medical conversation that has dominated the country for the last four months for sure has been COVID-19, also known as the coronavirus. So in what you brothers do in your everyday jobs, talk about what you've seen in terms of COVID-19. I can start it off. So the COVID-19 hit New Orleans uh, back in March. Uh, post Mardi Gras. And as I said, I, I currently work in endoscopy, but when, when COVID-19 hit the city, uh, the first week, I think we had maybe five patients in our facility. So uh, let, me, let me jump in, because I want, I want our listeners to understand that you are in New Orleans, which was one of the correct. hard places in America. Correct. I am in New Orleans. Uh, COVID-19 hit five patients the first week. 
the second week, uh, maybe maybe 40, maybe 50 patients, uh, at which time I was immediately uh, reassigned to the COVID unit. Uh, before long, within week, th- before week three, uh, we were full. The hospital was full, and it was all COVID positive uh, or COVID pending patients. Uh, my when when I got reassigned, uh, I went to a medical surgical floor, uh, which I worked 20, 26 years ago was the last time I'd worked med surge. Uh, and, and skills were no problem. Skills were still there. They, they came back quick, quick, quick. Uh, but you know, my, my, my challenge was, was the fact that I had not worked in a particular area for 26 years. Uh, again, the, we, 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 we watched, uh, we watched COVID. We, we watched uh, the treatment of COVID. Uh, and initially, we treated it in a way that was different from, from what I'd always learned as related to nursing school. Uh, in, in nursing, uh, in healthcare, when, when a patient is dehydrated, you give them fluids. Uh, in this case, we, we were not doing so. Uh, there was a, a medication, Plaquenil, hydroxychloroquine uh, that that was was pushed by the uh, by the by the president of the United States that that immediately came into favor uh, but you know from from my standpoint and, and, and again I'm not a physician but from my standpoint nursing frontline to me it didn't it didn't seem to be making uh, having an effect on, on what was going on patient wise uh, again, we, 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 we took fluids and we were told that, that we took fluids so that, so that the patients would not uh, go into acute respiratory distress syndrome uh, or get overloaded with fluids. Uh, it, it was just a different kind of treatment. Uh, what, three months later, we, we realized that, that some of the treatment modalities that we used were probably not in the best interest of patients. Uh, but you know, medicine is, is is not exact. Medicine is not exact. We 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 do things based on trial and error. Uh, most people don't realize that because uh, hypertension that's been around forever and forever and forever. Uh, when they go to a physician, physician diagnoses them with hypertension. Uh, he gives them a treatment plan. It might include a pill. It may not include a pill. But if it includes a pill. Uh, they go home, they take that pill for a month or three months, and they come back. And the physician says, how's it working? He, he'll, he'll check their blood pressure again, and he'll see where the numbers are. He'll ask them how they've been feeling. Uh, if they say they're feeling fine, well, guess what? The trial was successful. We'll keep, keep on with that medication. But if they say, well, I've been experiencing blurred vision, I've been having headaches, I've been having uh, sweats, I've, you know, so now what we do is, we changed the medication. Yeah. So the trial didn't work. It was an error. We give them something new. Well, with, with COVID, we, we are undergoing that right now. Uh, we are in that trial and error phase right now. Uh, and and I, I believe that most people in the world, uh, especially most people here in America, don't, don't understand that. That's where we are. I think that's important for people to, to understand that we're watching the scientific process in real time, which is something that we don't normally see. Brother Love, 
tell us what what you have seen. Have have you had any experience with COVID nineteen in in your patients? Oh, fortunately, my experience pales in comparison to Brother Jackson, uh, and I would say that the reason in Richmond, Virginia, geographically, uh, and by you know, I, I would call it early intervention by the governor. When we were getting the reports about the what was happening in the major cities, you know, the places with the big airports, New York, New Orleans, um, he shut it down pretty quickly. And we're far enough away from Northern Virginia, which is another hotspot, Fairfax, D.C. area. We didn't see the glut of patients um, coming in the emergency rooms. We weren't losing the ICU bed space as rapidly. So we were kind of ahead. I've seen it and I've spoken to colleagues and I've seen a few patients there, but again, nothing like Brother Jackson. Um, thank goodness for this, for, you know, for where we are. Um, yeah. But everything he said is spot on. Um, and I guess the take home message, you know, early message from this is we are still learning. Um, the way you would have managed a patient that, that came in three months ago, totally different now. Um, and I think that's what is not clear in the, in the, in the media. Everyone wants a, a yes or no cut and dry answer. And I think that's the problem with Americans are struggling with. Medicine is not like two plus two equals four. Okay. Um, yeah. So that's, that's kind of where we are. No. And that, that's what people need to hear. My goal, as I, as I mentioned to you gentlemen, was let's just have some common sense conversation about what's going on right now. Let's just have some common sense conversation. And, and two of the things that both of you have, have reiterated are what people need to hear, in my opinion, just in my opinion. One, that medicine is not an exact science. People need to understand that. From my point of view, I don't think people really understand that medicine is not an exact science. And the second thing is, we're still learning. So my question is, and I don't know if we have a really good answer, but what, what directive or what suggestion can you give people who are nerved up, um, in a panic, don't know which way is up, don't know which they're left from their right. When you tell them we're still learning, what can we tell them after that? Hey, we're still learning, so here's what you can do. Well, first of all, when, when, when I say to them we're still learning, the, the, one of the things that I say is the questions that are presented to me that I, I don't know the answers to, I simply say, I don't know. We, we don't know. But there are some things that have been lined up that says, if we do these things, we believe that we will be a lot better off long-term if we wear a mask. Now, a lot of people don't want to wear a mask, but my answer to those people is, is what does it hurt? What does it hurt? What does it hurt for you to put a mask on, especially when, 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 when we believe that these are some of the things that will help. We say social distance. Mm -hmm. What does it hurt for you to stay six feet apart? 
we, 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 we may not know that it, 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 it helps, but what if it actually hurts when we don't wear a mask? Mm-hmm. And I believe that, that, that I would rather be safe than to be sorry. I mean, we, we, we look across the nation where, where people have, have gone against what, 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 what healthcare officials have asked for, and, and we see numbers increasing. We see, we see people having pool parties and, and everybody at the party uh, becoming positive uh, as it relates to COVID. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we, we see gatherings. Uh, I mean, even, even, even if you look at, my, that, was a, that was a report of some students in the state of Alabama uh, that had COVID parties. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Me, for me, I would rather stay away from that COVID party and, 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 and hopefully not come up with COVID than to go to that COVID party and, and, and pop positive for COVID. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, that's, that's amazing to me. Last weekend, I want to say, up near Dallas here in Texas, there was a, a trail ride. You know, and somebody just just went ahead and took a Facebook Live video of it, and it was hundreds of people. I mean, just hundreds of people. You know, and I think, you know, I'm I'm looking at the video, so I start looking at it real close. I think I saw maybe one mask, but there was no social distancing. You know, there was one mask. I'm sure there may have been more. I'm guessing there may have been more, but that baffles me. That that baffles me. That that's one of the things that I don't that I don't understand. Dr. Love, what, what do you say? I, I, I think it, it kind of speaks to where we are as a people. So it's, it's deeper. I, for me, COVID has, has unmasked this whole, uh, just who we are as Americans. We don't, we don't like to listen, depending on who's barking the loudest. We're going to listen to them. Doesn't matter. And, and you can see from the top, it doesn't matter what your credentials are. It doesn't matter if you're a doctor or a scientist. If you believe that there's some message tied to, you know, recommendations or, or you know, you're not going to do it. But again, at the very least, what you can do, if you have to tell you, and we can go on and on about that. Brother Jackson has it perfect perfectly great while we are learning while we're still trying to figure out how to keep folks alive social distancing wearing a mask hand washing in contact with any other kind of objects if you have your hand sanitizer use that and try if you can't wear a mask just stay in your own family group so that if you someone becomes sick you can quickly quarantine what people don't think about is with all this defiance of, of, you know, they want to defy every order. I'm not wearing a mask, but then at the same time, they want Brother Jackson to take care of them if they come to the emergency room. And they end up taking up a bed that could be used for somebody else. You haven't heard of anything else. People are still continuing to die. And some of them are dying because there's no access to care. There, There's, a, what, 50, there in one, I forgot how many hospitals in Florida, 50 had no ICU beds. So what about the common injuries or heart attacks or preventable issues that people may have died about? Nobody's talking about that. So you have all this freedom. Folks are out there doing whatever, no care or concern for their fellow man. Because if you get admitted, he'll tell you, you've taken up that bed for a while. And that could have been a bad use for someone. So it's, it, that's why I say it really speaks to where we are as a country. 
COVID is going to be the breaking point for a lot of different issues. We're going to see. Yeah, that's the that, that's another point that I don't think people really understood as far as the numbers went, because we were seeing, okay, ICU is at this number capacity. Mm -hmm. People were under the belief that it was one hundred percent COVID patients. It's like no, there are people with other ailments as well, you know, and I don't think people realize what you just said, you know, because COVID beds are being taken up because people are for whatever reason, refusing to wear a mask, social distance, mm -hmm. hygiene properly, that, you know, somebody with, you know, some, some other ailment that needs mm -hmm. to be in an ICU bed loses their life because they can't get into an ICU, uh, yeah. ICU bed. So here's the next hot button topic. Just real quick, and again, just common sense conversation. We're just having some common sense conversation. I'm hoping that the people that trust me will listen to this information that's coming from you guys. I want to be a conduit, conduit for them to get them some good, safe, common sense information. So the next hot button topic again is school. I talked to a medical professional today. He asked me how things were going here in Texas. He knows I live in Houston. Um, you know, I just told him right now, our county judge has said, listen, everybody's going to start school virtually up through Labor Day. So we're looking at September 8th as a possible date for schools to open back up. I told him that and he said, man, listen, schools open up, he said 60 days. He said, I give it 60 days max before um, you know, you, you get another case of community spread and things have to change. So what what are the likelihoods that we can keep schools safe? Can we can we make it safe? Or does it just depend on what people are gonna do? I, I, you 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 mentioned that and I don't know well you're a baseball man. So you 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 paid attention it's to big. what's been going on with major league baseball. Mm -hmm. well, the Florida Marlins have shut down operations. Uh what yeah. Uh, less than a week into in, into playing ball, secondary to to having several players or several people in their organization, yeah, test positive. So you know, I don't believe that that it will be anytime soon. I don't think so. I mean, the, I saw I saw a meme, and the meme said, and it was, it was really really prophetic. It said, if the meeting to determine whether or not schools reopen is done via Zoom, what makes you think that we can reopen schools and put our kids in? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I agree. I think it's it's and and another thing people aren't talking about it. Kids, I guess, when you compare it to adults and those with with pre existing conditions, fare the fare the best. But those kids got to come home. Yeah. All right. And there's something called pre symptomatic. Some kids never show anything. Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying it, it's. In order to, to stem the spread, you, you got to go at least for a limited period of time. I mean, a, a, a certain amount of time, you got to go virtual, in my opinion. But Yeah. So, brothers, is there anything else, any, any other common sense information that we can share? What you've shared so far has been good. Let me just kind of recap. There are things we don't know because medicine is an inexact science. 
And right now, what you're seeing, people, is the trial and error that you would not normally see. So what you're seeing right now is what you normally, is how science normally works, people. I need y'all to understand that. But you're just seeing it in real time. And then wear your mask. It's not going to hurt you. It's not going to hurt anybody else, right? So just do the right thing, social distance. Let me, let me ask this question before we go to the next thing. What about gloves? Some people wear gloves. Some people don't. But what, what, what's the deal with gloves? Gloves are more of a problem than they are a help. Uh, if, if I put a pair of gloves on right now and I walk out of my house, I need to touch the door. I need to touch the car door. I need to touch the steering wheel. And the difference between your skin and those gloves is that whenever I do something with my hand, a piece of skin or a top layer, a piece of skin that you may not be able to see, kind of sort of leaves. So when, when I do this, I am moving away some dirt. It, some of it is going. Some little flakes might be going away. Those gloves, you can't do that. Which means that everything I touch while I have the gloves on, I'm moving from one place to the next place. Again, that was, you know, the, the, the internet, the internet is king right now. There was, was a lady who did a, she did a, she did a, 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 a project where she showed cross contamination when wearing gloves, and it was amazing how much stuff moved from one place to the other on those gloves. Okay. And the second part about that is, remember, most people who wear gloves, they're not going to wash them. They're not going to sanitize them in any kind of way. But every now and then, you'll wash your hands and you'll sanitize your hands. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's good. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Yeah. You'll wash your hands, but you're definitely not going to wash those gloves because you're, right. that you're protected. Right, right. <laughs> what about the rest of the world? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Brothers, anything else you want to add? Any, any last things you want to add? Oh, I don't want to go nowhere yet. <laughs> what you know? Again, hand hygiene, uh, masking, uh, ma- making sure you social distance. Uh, one of, one of the important things that 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 people can do is uh, everything. That there are two types of, of, of health, two types of problems. One is is things that I can control, and the other one are things that I can't control. The things I can't control, I can control my family's history. I can't control that, that I have hypertension in my family. I can't control that I have diabetes in my family. But I can control where I am right now today. So I can do th- everything that I can do to, to combat it or fight it off, i.e. I can work out. Uh, I, can, I can eat right. Uh, I can do all the things that, that, that I can do to help prevent them. In other words, whatever a person can do to, to help their immune system, go do it. Uh, drink lots of water. Eat lots of fruits. Eat lots of vegetables. Stay away from processed foods. Uh, if you got bad habits, stay away from those bad habits. With that, I would say, please, you know, be patient. Okay? And, and, and with that patience, listen to the medical experts. You know, and I and I know people are, again, this speaks to the state of where we are. People feel like for the longest they've been lied to, which in many, many instances they have, 
you know, our people in particular, we've been, we've been experimented on, we've been cheated, goes on. But, but for right now, what me and, and Brother Jackson, all of us have seen, we know, we've observed, people are dying. And many times it, it could be preventable, okay? And so, like I said, you promote your health, but be patient. Sit back. You don't have to be in a hurry to, to, to resume life as you had. Because like I said, if we don't put a dent in this thing, that's not coming back for, for a good long time. But just patience and, and social distancing, and that's about all. It's, it's not much more. He, he said it so eloquently. <laughs> he did. I had a conversation. I, I have a lot of conversations, as y'all can tell. But I had a conversation just a couple of days ago about the the basic lack of trust in our community. Mm-hmm. The basic lack of trust. But again, like I mentioned earlier, I'm hoping that the people in my circle hopefully trust me enough that they trust this information that was shared here tonight. And hopefully, as Brother Jackson mentioned, we start rebuilding that foundation of trust in our communities. Because without mm-hmm. it, we, we won't be able to overcome the mm-hmm. many inequities that we find in our community. And people yep. got to be healthy. You, you're healthy as you well. These brothers already told you there are some things that you can do to mitigate. There are some things that you can do to prevent. Strengthen your immune system. Mask up. Listen to your healthcare experts, okay? Find some people that you trust who are health experts, medical experts, and listen to them. Listen to those people. Brothers, I truly, truly, truly appreciate you joining us here tonight on the network. I know this information is going to be eaten up and consumed by those that listen. Again, we got Dr. Roderick Love in Virginia and Brother Chuck Jackson, RN in New Orleans, Louisiana. This has been the Network. Brothers, thank you.